been trying really hard to not mouth breathe this entire time. Oh no, mouth breathe. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a mouth breather. Yeah, mouth breathe for sure. Okay. What, last uh, last episode, I was eating soup. <laughs> I'm just editing the episode now, and I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> making the worst noises <laughs> soup is not a good idea to eat and not a good thing to eat during a podcast recording <laughs> no, i would never imagine so um all right this is the fourth episode of gossip boy you're you seem really far away from me right now i am quite far all right well we're living with it okay charlotte's in the house Yo-yo. charlotte ives my, my dear friend charlotte ives gossip girl um watcher Per, uh, purveyor extraordinaire. yeah extraordinaire i want to welcome you to the first episode of gossip boy that's, that's the a theme. nice touch yeah, that's the theme song um so we just watched the fourth episode of the first season i have the plot synopsis up here it's called bad news blair good pun. Uh, is that a pun or is that wordplay i think that's more of just replacing a word with another word yeah i don't know what, what that one is um so what's your earliest gossip girl memory uh well from this episode i swear have you already passed the fact that they just switch out blair's mom the actor like i swear she's a different actor in the first episode and then they switch yeah, her out and then she i did never... notice that I, th- I think there are there are a couple things like that that happen in the pilot. Yeah, I think that happens often. A lot of decisions like, were made yeah. after that first episode was shot. I, but I, I also remember um, th- there's um, it, it this is kind of unrelated, but in that um show New Girl. Did mm-hmm. you watch New Girl? I actually didn't watch New Girl, but I just know this fact about it. I didn't watch it, but I've watched Ramirez watch right it. Um. There's like one actor who like um, was in the pilot and was supposed to be a main character, but then like like got a job, got like casted to be in that show Happy Endings, mm-hmm. and then just sh- was never in New Girl and just shot like all of the Happy Endings for four years, and then Happy Endings ended. And then they just introduced the character in like the fourth season of Gossip Girl. He was like in the pilot, and then not in any of the show. Oh, in, until the in New Girl, season. yeah, as the same character as a yeah, different guy. Yeah, yeah, no, That's it's funny. the same character. Um, so I think that happens often in TV shows. Um, but just what's your like? Wh- wh- like, when did you first watch Gossip Girl? I think I first watched it in first year university. I kind of missed the boat when it was like uh, really popping, and then living in Res. I just had absolutely nothing to do. I think there was kind of a resurgence now. Oh, yeah. I feel like this show has, like, aged incredibly. Well? Yeah. Like, I think it's aged poorly. Well, no, I, like, it It almost seems like the references, like, the pop culture references are, like, put in there so that now, like, however many years later, we can all just, like, think it's like, the funniest thing in the like, entire And, like, reminisce. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when someone brings up, what, who did she bring up? Like, Jessica Simpson's acting yeah, career. Yeah, Jessica Simpson's acting career. Uh, yeah, fair enough. I think, like, um, there, there are a lot of things... Uh, that like um what what was the thing that happened uh that i pointed out in this episode oh yeah there's that part where like blair and serena are just like walking down the street and there's like a cut to these two men like like aggressively staring at them oh god 
forgot what it was like to be with you. No, they were looking at both of us. Don't insult me. It's been like this all morning, starting with your lovely visit with my mother. She didn't even <laughs> call me to tell me she was coming home. Well, she was busy. She was <laughs> rushing to get home and everything because that, she that, wanted to see you. <laughs> she didn't even wake me that, up. That's also such a thing that is like, like I always am talking about, like in this podcast, how like this is such like a 2007 like pre like people being smart thing like that would never happen like be written in a tv show today where these two men just like leer at two women and they're just kind of like flattered about it <laughs> they're like oh lucky you getting leered by those men and they're like no they were leering at both of us like come on they're dude. just setting it up for the <laughs> tragic mother issues that Blair has and instead of being like ew like uh, i like feel like violated it was just like Blair was like Oh wow! Like they were just staring at you, and then Serene was like, "No, they were staring at both of us." Like, like they were like they wanted to be leered at. So tr- well, like, I guess in, I, they are like supposed to be high school students too. I feel like when that first starts happening, it definitely was like really. Yeah. Did you experience like that? That was that's how you felt. When I, that's- I think at the beginning when I first started getting like catcalled and stuff, there was yeah. like definitely a bit of flattery there interesting for sure and i i swear that like i had the same thing with all of our friends where it's like oh that guy was like talking to you and i was talking to you (laughs) it's so sad to look back on you still like that (laughs) no uh never because they do that to everyone they pass too you're not even special i i I remember in grade 11 um like being in class with sam and her being like talking about being like catcalled by construction workers on runs and her just being like i can't go outside like, like I can't do anything like because I just get like accosted by men all the time I felt so bad actually though probably in grade 11 I was a piece of shit and probably was like found that funny or something oh absolutely yeah um but now I don't now I'm cool right yeah really woke really cool you just winked at me down with the women <laughs> um okay so what did you oh here's a question God, it is windy outside. Stop that. This is ridiculous. Like, my door is shaking. Okay. Is it going to pick up on it? Eh, probably not. But just so everyone knows, it's incredibly windy today. Um, hey, here's a quandary. Okay. Did you watch Gossip Girl with anyone in university when you were watching it for the first time? No. Oh. Never. Why? Did anybody know you were watching it? <laughs> Maybe it could have come up. I'm trying to get a sense of like the social, like you know the what was going on, what was going on in your life. I was Did kinda, it affect your life in any way? I I was kind of late to the game. I couldn't really like right. bring everyone into it because everyone had already like been a thing. It had already. Why did you keep wanting to watch it? As the show progressed, yeah. How could you not? Good answer. Like Good seriously, man. <laughs> it's in, but in actuality, like it's just so easy to watch, and just yeah. like the same plot. I was saying the same plot lines just get used like almost to a yeah. T over and over again, and it's just like. This is the first episode I watched where I think people were doing more like real person things in it. Like the problems weren't like all that ridiculous. I don't know why. Like, what the... Like... I swear in this episode there was a bigger (laughs) about a fashion photo shoot. For sure. No, for sure. It was still not, like, a... It it had its problems, for sure. But, like, I I don't know. For some reason, this... Maybe maybe it's just because I'm numb to it now, having watched That absolutely occurs. (laughs) Like, the the thing with Dan 
um, like going to the fashion shoot and like, like I, I think the the whole dynamic with Dan and Serena and Serena like canceling on him and then like inviting him over and then him coming and there being this drama that unfolds and like all this stuff that was that was kind of more like okay I I can I I like watching this because this is more of a situation that isn't like directly related it's like not a direct result of them just being rich and uh. their rich person antics it was more of just like a the Awkward. The trials and tribulations yeah, of just like, like any yeah, exactly. high school relationship. Yeah, just like the awkwardness of like be, be, be being teenagers and shit going wrong. Yeah, and, like, and by the time it like actually works out, like you both don't even really know what to do. Right, exactly. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so this, yeah, again, this episode was, what was it called? Bad News Blair. Um, oh no, what did I click on? Okay, so... This is the part where I do a lowdown of the plot. I was explaining to you earlier the last two episodes, or like this one and the last one, um, did not have good plot summaries, so this might be long and I might have to cut around it a lot. Okay, the recap, the summary, the plot synopsis. Here I go. Blair dreams herself as Audrey Hepburn in Breakfast at Tiffany's. However, she tries to enter Bendel's. She is told that she can't because she isn't on the list. Through the window, she sees Serena inside having a grand time. She wakes up and goes downstairs. All right, first off, first off, as you know, The Sopranos is my favorite show. I like any show with a good dream sequence. So I like this dream sequence a lot. I liked it a lot. You liked this particular dream sequence. I would like to liken Gossip Girl to The Sopranos as often as I can. I would love to watch The Sopranos now that you say that. Yeah, and Blair is Blair actually reminds me a lot like Tony Soprano. In that she has all these like she has like her lackeys and they just like she, she kind of like runs shit. She's like cool in that regard. Her very multicultural, diverse little squad of yeah, people. It's, it's cool that the only people of color in this show are just her underlings. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, uh, okay, but that's besides the point. Uh, she wakes up and goes downstairs, where she sees Eleanor, her mother, and Serena eating together. She sits down with them, and Eleanor explains that Bendel's is interested in carrying her line. So I didn't she, notice. I didn't. Uh, pick up on the fact that in the dream sequence she was trying to get into Bendel's yeah. particularly, and then we find out that right, the clothing that line either. is getting into into Bendel's. Is Bendel's a real place, or is that just like the name of like a department, like I generic think it's department store? Yeah, like it's like it's not actually. It's just like supposed to be Zach's, but it's not like. Yeah, I don't. I don't think okay. that it's real. Bendel's. Um, Blair is excited for Eleanor until she reaches for a croissant and is encouraged to have a low-fat yogurt instead. Yeah. Okay, she tells her mom that she lost two pounds while she was gone, and Eleanor is pleased. That's just so fucked. Her mom is... Oh, God. All the parents in this show are just terrible, but, like, that's one of the worst things that happened. Like, her mom just, like, fat-shaming her. It's so intentional, like, from the beginning of the episode. Just these, like, little manipulation tactics. At the palace... Nate and Chuck hide their valuable belongings in order to prepare for their lost weekend party. Uh, once everyone arrives, Chuck explains the rules of the party, meaning the guests are to eat and drink what he provides and to practice what he preaches. Cult leader. Okay. <laughs> Very Charles Manson-esque. Along with that, the only girls um, they're allowed to talk to are the ones Chuck hired. However, both Nate and Chuck are shocked when Carter Bazin arrives at the party. Chuck is displeased with the arrival of 
Carter, but Nate is glad to greet him warm and greet him warmly. Elsewhere, Blair and Serena go shopping. Blair excuses her to go into a store and asks her to wait outside. While she's gone, Serena spots Dan across the street and waves him over. Do you remember? Do you remember this part? And then Serena's like, "I. I this is why I love this city. You can just bump into anyone anywhere. It's like that." No, the chances of that happening in New York are, like, so slim. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't believe that happens all the time to people living there. It's so big. She reminds him um, of his offer to get together and not talk before he, can, uh, before he can reply. Blair comes back. Once she's gone, Dan asks if that's the same girl who told everyone she has a drug problem. And Serena explains that that's just who she is and it's their first day hanging out alone together. She goes to catch up with Blair but tells Dan to call her. Back at the palace, Carter tells Nate how he abandoned his wealthy family to make uh, the world a better place. Chuck reminds Carter there is no way his new life is better than this. This being the life that Chuck and Nate are uh, living currently with the women and the parties. And the veggie and, plate. And the veggie. Oh, yeah. Oh, the... That seems like a very <laughs> bizarre choice, even still, like to include that in the shot. It's it's annoying. Like what, what I... <laughs> I, like when I'm working on set they have like craft services mm-hmm. and it's a bad set when the craft like when the craft services are like somebody just like ran to Metro and got like a gross veggie plate with ranch dressing and that's just like exactly what it looked like Chuck had at, at this party. It's just like I just don't understand why they would include that like I feel like that makes it so like so much less cool yeah, like and the Wii Sports too it's like this just seems like a party <laughs> that I sports. don't and like the daylight just streaming in through the windows I'm like this is just so not fun looking you don't like getting day drunk playing Wii Sports and eating stale cauliflower with <laughs> yogurt dressing like <laughs> I just love there is that line in it where Chuck is like this this weekend is supposed to be all about uh, excess and avarice. <laughs> just a guy playing like, wee boxing in the background, like not talking to a model because he's nervous, <laughs> like nervously eating a and cucumber. And there's the, the two like. models just dressed exactly the same because that's way hotter than the alternative. Also, like, there, it's funny that there, it was like all these like gross guys that look like they're in like. The, the Skull and Bones Club at Yale or something, or, like, Row, and then there were just, like, these two women. Like, there were, there were like, the women that, like, Chuck pointed to when he was, like, I hired them, and then there were just, like, two other women that just, like, looked like their friends who were just, like, also there. And I was like, how would they find this entertaining at all? Uh people honestly people. i i'd go and i'd be entertained and i'd eat the veggies and i'd play the wii sports like all things considered but i feel like i would hope that they would have a little bit more <laughs> of a wild time to, uh to, like go up to chuck because he's like empty-handed and he's like oh like uh you don't have a drink can i offer you a carrot <laughs> so i try to put it in his mouth afterwards carter invites nate to come with him to a high stakes poker game which nate is tempted by the night at the uh, that night at the Waldorf's, Blair and Serena go through the clothing racks while Eleanor informs Laurel ugh, and her photographer that she is unhappy with the models uh, presented to her. 
to her, none of them represent the luxury lifestyle and realize that the only one who truly would is Blair. Laurel doesn't put the idea down and Serena overhears the conversation. She immediately volunteers Blair to be the new face of Waldorf Designs and everyone agrees to the suggestion, especially Blair, who is thrilled with having her mother's approval. Obviously because she has mad mother issues. Uh, also, so basically this scene is supposed to be like, um, like Serena, like kind of noticing this like, ooh, like, I, I could, like, do this and, like, get on Blair's good side. Like, this would be a good thing to do to, like, mend our relationship. She feels like, Blair should be the model. Um, so, uh, yeah, good, good, good gal, uh, Serena. The next day, Katie, Iz, and Serena come over to the Waldorfs. Hello? Hello? Uh, they look like Katie, Iz, and Serena. They look like such children right now. It's crazy how, like, like... There's no, like, scene that accurately depicts them being, like, 16. They're either, no, like... No, they're, like, 35, <laughs> or, or they're, 11. like, 11 years old. <laughs> they're, like, drinking dirty martinis or having a slumber party. <laughs> Serena receives a call from Dan. They make plans to meet at 7 and hang up. At Rufus's art gallery, he meets a woman named Bex Simmon, who is very... Bex Simmon... <laughs> Sounds like a name someone made up really quickly. I, I think that it might be, honestly. I, I don't know how they'd ever know that woman's name. Beck Simmons? You mean Becca Simmons? No. Bex Simmons. Private Eye. Who is very impressed with one of Allison's pieces. She explains that she's a buyer and didn't think she would find such a beautiful piece, so she wants to put it on hold. Rufus agrees to hold it for her, and when she asks what time he closes, he replies that he'll stay open. Meanwhile, After their intellectual banter. Yeah, they, they have a nice little intellectual like back and forth, and it's, it's very sexually charged. The piece is very complicated. Yeah. That's for sure. Meanwhile... La, 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 la. Nate, Chuck, and their guests, including Carter, arrive at an outdoor basketball court. <laughs> Chuck is... <laughs> yeah, we, we'll talk about how everyone looks later, but Chuck is wearing maybe the worst outfit he's wearing so far. It's ridiculous. Uh, anyways, Chuck and Carter exchange insults, and Carter decides to leave. Uh, to, and Carter decides to leave. Before he goes, Nate tells him to text him the address of the card game later. Elsewhere, Blair begins... Uh, test shots for the line. However, the photographer isn't pleased with the outcome as Blair is rigid and prim. That's Can good... I just say also yes. that uh, Eleanor Waldorf's clothes, like all throughout the show, are like some of the most like stiff, boring yeah. <laughs> clothes. <laughs> like, like she's literally a perfect reflection of Eleanor's line. Right. And they're like, oh, she's just so stiff and boring. And it's literally some of the most like dated. This, this 1960s flight attendant outfit really needs to have someone fierce. Yeah, I'm like, well, if you're trying to like sell like even a little bit of it, I guess so. But it seems like it's a very suitable match. Yeah. Um, uh, begins Tesha, la, 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 Regent Prim. He complains to Laurel saying... She needs to loosen up and have fun. Serena overhears and tells Blair that she should let go a little. They practice poses together, uh, with the photo uh, which the photographer is able to capture. Right, remember I taught you the hand on this? Strike it and pop. Come on, give me more, give me more. You're sexy beast. Oh, it looks so good. You're doing so good. You got it. Well, it looks <laughs> like she's about to vomit. Help, help. What are you doing? Back at the gallery, Bex comes back and says her client wants to buy the piece. Elsewhere, Chuck brings everyone to a pub. 
this is a stupid, <laughs> incredible pub. Like this is supposed to be like a cool bark crawl, like the five burrows, and this is probably just like, like some weird Irish pub in Queens. It was. I'm very confusing because it's like not a St. Patrick's Day episode or anything, but there are just these women dressed as leprechauns outside of this Irish pub. Like it was like Fiona McCool's like Irish pub. Like no, it looked like one of those uh Firkin pubs in Toronto. I love a Firkin pub. Yeah, they're, they're, they're all right. We should have a Firkin night. I. <laughs> Do you know how many of these Firkin pubs just have karaoke as well? I don't like karaoke. Okay, well, I like karaoke. <laughs> All right, well, fine. You can do karaoke. Okay, I'll perfect. just I'll shovel some chicken wings in my mouth. Which is which is the Firkin Club near your house? My like in Toronto. Yeah. You're not talking about Louis Lucifer's Louis Louis Cipher's, the big one on the Danforth. Is that a Firkin pub? I don't know. Like you know how all the Firkin pubs are like the fox and the Firkin, like oh the, the, well, there's the, a the really shit and the fox and the fiddle on, um, at Pape and Danforth. Okay, but I think that's that's like the the most the closest like right. Oh, there, there isn't like a Firkin Firkin brand Firkin pub near your no, house. No, oh. I fucking wish. There's a pheasant and the Firkin near my house. <sighs> <laughs> bad bad animal combination. Uh. Uh, la, la, la. Yeah, so they're outside this pub. Uh, however, Nate is not in the party mood and tells Chuck he isn't going inside. He explains that Carter was right in saying that money keeps them numb to the real world and real people. This is all very like, the, the system, man. You're all in your fucking high ivory towers with your trust funds. So he decides You're to, all just blinded, dude. He just takes that trust fund and he's like, this money will be better spent at a very, very high-end yeah. poker game. High a stakes. very elite poker. <laughs> but Chuck argues that people in the real world want to be them. Point is, Nate is kind of, like, infatuated by the coolness of Carter. Chuck's like, no, nah, he's a loser. Uh, but, like, Ch Nate wants to, like, go to this, like, poker game that Carter invited him to. At the loft... Dan vents to Rufus about how much he dislikes Blair, <laughs> and it says a lot about Serena that she is her best friend. Um, Dan says this, like, fantastic description <laughs> of Blair. She's best friends with this girl, Blair Waldorf, who is basically everything I hate about the Upper East Side, distilled into one 95-pound, doe-eyed, bon-mot-tossing, label-whoring package of girly evil. <laughs> No one's that bad. She is. Spit it. I would barely be exaggerating if I told you. you I could literally see that line, like, like written well, on the script. Usually, <laughs> it was so poetic, and like, I wonder how long he was thinking about that, <laughs> about saying that before well, remember, he like recited he, He's it. a writer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote it in his moleskin. Dan, Dan the writer. Yeah. Uh, at the Waldorf's, Eleanor tucks Blair into bed <laughs> and tells her how beautiful she is. This is such a weird scene. It's really uncomfortable. It's like, <laughs> like this mom like tucking Blair, who's like a 16-year-old girl, into bed, like up to her shoulders. Like it just looks ridiculous. Nobody sleeps like that. And Blair is just I mean, Blair is just It's now that I think about it, like whenever Blair's around her mother. She is very stiff and rigid. I mean, no, she's always a stiff and rigid person, I guess. But like, uh, well, she doesn't have her like 
bitchy spunk. Right. Which she has around virtually every other character on the show. Yeah. She's just very proper and very, like, polite, I suppose. I don't I, know. I would like to think that, like, whenever she's around her mom, she's, like, clenching her asshole really yeah, tightly. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, she tells her to sleep well and that they'll go to the shoot together. Back at the loft, Dan receives a call from Serena. She invites him to come to the photo shoot with her the next day, where he will have her full attention since she will be on the sidelines. Back at the Waldorfs, Laurel and the photographer come over. They show Eleanor the test shots and say that Blair gives off the wrong vibe for the line as she looks unapproachable, controlled, and perfect. Eleanor looks them over and the photographer points out that the girl they need is Serena, who is warm, fun, perfect for the line. Laurel, Laurel reminds her that it is her choice, and Eleanor continues to look over the for- photos. The next morning, Blair gets out of bed and goes downstairs to find her mother about to leave. Eleanor, Eleanor tells her that the photographer felt they needed to go in a different direction, so they hired someone else. Disappointed, Blair doesn't fight the change, and Eleanor promises that they'll go out to dinner after the shoot. Once she's gone, Blair calls Serena and leaves her a message with the bad news. She suggests that they crash the shoot anyways to see her, uh, who her replacement is. At the art gallery, Lily ang- <laughs> angrily arrives and confronts Rufus about selling her one of Allison's pieces. She advises him to take the painting back since him selling it to her or even talking to her will push Allison further away. At the palace... Chuck goes to retrieve his valuable belongings belongings after everyone is gone, uh, but finds his prized baseball and expensive watch are gone. He immediately texts Nate, wondering where he is at. At the card game, Nate replies to the text uh, with his location and says he'll call later. He goes to leave, but Carter encourages him to stay because uh, things are about to get interesting. At the location of the shoot... Blair is shocked to discover that the girl they replace her with is Serena. When Blair goes to leave, Serena wonders why she's mad. Blair accuses her of trying to steal the spotlight from her again, but Serena says uh, she was told they were doing it together and she was just running late. Blair continues to leave, but runs into Dan, not knowing he overheard the whole conversation. Serena goes back upstairs and tells Eleanor she quits. Dan goes downstairs, where he finds Serena taking off Eleanor's clothes and putting her own back on. Okay, this is a weird... This is weird. This is this was like, uh, Dan's kind of creepy now. There were, yeah, there was a slight sexual tinge over that, that particular part. It's like, he was just, like, Serena wasn't pissed that she was, like, wasn't wearing pants, and Dan was just, like, trying to have a conversation with her. Like, she's clearly changing, man. Like, come on. Well, he, like, he went up saw that like classic like behind the divider sort of silhouette silhouette shot and he like got caught off guard for a second but then was like oh no and he remembered what he was here for (laughs) and the scene went on um he takes uh he tells her he overheard her conversation confused he says he thought she wanted to be on the sidelines to hang out with him and she explains that eleanor tricked her into coming because she didn't want blair her best friend around she asks Dan to leave so she can finish getting cleaned up and leave. He does and finds Blair sitting alone in the stairwell and sits down next to her. He admits that his mother left their family. He continues that for a long time now, he's wanted to tell Allison to either come home or leave for good, but hasn't yet. Blair asks why he, uh, and he answers that he doesn't really know, but he should, but he should because then she will at least know how he feels. 
At the card game, Nate loses yet another hand. Nate has been on a real losing streak. He's, Nate is a fucking loser. He's a, he's a fucking <laughs> loser, and he's just bad at poker, and just like, God, you should leave and not have Carter, like, he's make bad up your at, mind. Nate is it. literally bad at everything. <laughs> he has no qualities. He has no redeeming qualities at all. Redeeming or otherwise. I don't yeah, even think fair he, point. Yeah, not even, it's not, he's not even necessarily bad. No, you're supposed to sympathize with him, I think. I right. think he's supposed to be like the moral compass of the show. Yes. Do you, no, no, he's not. Kind uh, of. I, I was talking about this in the other in another episode. Uh, Dorota's the voice of reason. No, no. <laughs> Dorota's the actual voice of reason. But among like the rich, like elitist kids, like he's supposed to be kind of like good guy Nate. Interesting. Especially when like... Nate and Serena are supposed to kind of be like the ones who have that like internal struggle more about what's right right and what's wrong and then Chuck and Blair are supposed to just be like evil. But then what's Dan? Dan I- is like the poor guy. Like he's like the <laughs> he like brings in the other 99%. But Dan sucks. I like Dan. I have <laughs> Everyone, heard, I've heard that you like Dan. I, like Dan. I, I actually like Dan. I dislike Dan particularly in this episode. How come? Because he just like is an involuntary moral compass for Serena that she didn't ask for. Yeah, but well, what do you mean? Like when he like bombards her and is like, well, I thought that like this was supposed to be right, right. Blair's thing that you and it's like no one. Fucking right. asked no, you, he, Dan. he definitely he was being very judgy in this episode. He's being like condescending. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't like him at all in this but, one. But he, that thing he said to Blair in the hallway was kind of nice. Yeah, it's it okay. I don't know. Like I think like the, my, my thing with Dan is that um, <laughs> like even though he's being an asshole, <laughs> I just kind of agree with him. <laughs> like. I I understand like it's rude to be like saying these things to these people's faces, but he's also a bit right. Yeah, but about his judgments on these people. Yeah, and that's what I that's what I think his like role on the show is supposed to be. He's supposed to like bring in some person that you can like relate to because it's so hard to relate to like most of the other ones. Right. And like he what he thinks is like yeah, he's not wrong about things, but just the way he goes about it, I find so douchey yeah, and no, so yeah. condescending towards everyone else. Yeah. He's like, I'm not meant for this world. This isn't my world. But uh, but then he does cool guy things also. Like what? Like, <laughs> um, like, uh, okay, I, I keep, I keep, I bring this up every episode, but I find like, um, I mean, uh, like, <laughs> I find his romance, him and Serena's romance, like, I, I keep using this word, Eva, Eva, I first talked about it with Eva, like, this endearing quality about the romance, where it's, like, it's nice to see these two people, like, getting past their, like, like, not, it's, just, like, being normal people, like, not, like, just having this romance together and not, like, not being so like I mean it's weird because Dan is judgy but like in this moment with Serena and Dan they're like getting past their differences and they're like the going ob- on the a various date. obstacles yeah, it's like someone like Blair would never date someone like Dan someone like I mean no no I get no I but 
you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I know what you're saying. And we're supposed to love Serena for that. Like, we're supposed to think that Serena's like uh, but different. I, it's a good, it's a redeeming quality of her. I think she is. Yeah, no, it, it like she's cute. You know, it's it's just she like she is a, cute. She starts. She start. It's I having watched the whole thing, and it's just like having them shove Serena down your throat. And now, like, I swear, n- no one likes Serena. Like those who have watched the whole series, I feel like everyone likes Blair because she ends up being like by far the most complex, like endearing character. And right. Serena's just kind of like <laughs> biting her lip and like yeah. dealing with her <laughs> moral compass and her shitty decision making. Like also, yeah, I mean, just her decision making in this episode is just awful. But also Blair's mother's decision making this episode is oh ridiculous my God. as well. But yeah, also everyone who's like watched the show also really hates Dan. There hasn't been a single person who's come on the show that has agreed with Every, everyone that Everyone that they write as like one of the likable characters, I find, and ends up being the least favorites. Right. And I like across the board. Yeah. In the in the sense of like Nate, Serena, and Dan. What about Chuck? No, because everyone ends up liking Chuck. Really? Yeah. Ugh, I but, well, because like you Chuck. forget, like by the a certain season, you forget that like in the first episode, he's like actually like a rapist. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like you forget that he's like actually a fucking like you think he's that he's like actually a really bad guy or that he did like really bad things but you kind of forget about that and then he just ends up being like by far one of the best characters on the show in my opinion interesting well no but there's a difference between being a good character and being like a good person you know and none of them are really good people (laughs) like i guess nate's okay but he's such a vegetable that like i I can't i can't do it with him (laughs) i know Okay, well, we'll 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 get to all okay, this yeah, go, go in on later the... episodes. At the card game, Nate loses yet another hand. He tells Carter that he can't afford to keep playing, but Carter encourages him to stay and take a risk. He agrees to keep playing, and the other guys ask if he's really good for the money. Carter says he is, since he's an Archibald. Nate loses another ten thousand dollars and admit it might take him a while to get the money. Cart doesn't take him seriously and tells him to make it happen. Nate notices the guys exchange a look and realizes Carter was in on the game the whole time and played him. Nate cries. Uh, <laughs> Nate <laughs> the tries. first of many times that Nate gets played by <laughs> various characters on the show. <laughs> Nate tries to fight them, but they stop when Chuck enters. Carter asks what he's doing there, and Nate explains that he was set up. Uh, Chuck tells him that he can keep the ball and watch with. Uh, without um, that he can Chuck explains that he knows Carter took his ball and watch and Chuck says that you can keep it and consider it the $10,000 Nate owes you and Chuck won't call the cops on this game Uh, Carter mulls it over then tells them to let Nate go back at the place Nate logs into his bank account to transfer some money to Chuck to pay him back and hopes his dad won't notice Chuck says he doesn't have to give him anything as it was worth every penny to get rid of Carter however good guy Chuck yeah yeah no that was a good guy Chuck that was nice Chuck is very generous especially with Nate (laughs) (laughs) I understand that like the generosity becomes like a bit of a blurred line because they're all filthy rich and none right. of the money is belongs to them. <laughs> but I don't know. Chuck Chuck does Nate right almost all of the time. He's Continue. his bro. They're bros for that. They are bros. But what is Nate? Well, anyways, go on, go on. <laughs> he, uh, 
However, Nate is shocked to discover his account is empty, especially since last month there was almost $200,000 in it. He calls Tom, his financial guy, and asks why his trust fund is zeroed out. Tom says that the account was drained weeks ago by Howard, Nate's dad, who claimed to have discussed it with him. Back at the shoot, Blair goes to confront Eleanor. She asks, oh my god, she asks if she really chose Serena over her, and Ella and Eleanor doesn't deny it. She admits that she would never forgive herself if her company had lost the Bendel's deal because of Blair. And Blair replies that she hopes she never does anyways. Snap, snap, snap. Upstairs, uh, upstairs, I'm just getting worse at reading this as I go on. Upstairs, Dan finds Serena getting ready to go. He apologizes for judging her, and she apologizes for giving him a reason, to, for giving him a reason to. Like, it, there, good guy. This is, that's all fair. That's all fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. You don't think so? No, no, no. It's, it's nice that he apologized, for sure. There, they, they, he, 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 Dan knows when he's in the wrong. The thing that I like about this show, and also that I struggle with sometimes is that the characters are very consistent. Like, their qualities, like, like, but he'll do that over and over right, again like, every <laughs> single episode. Like, be a shit guy and yeah. then apologize. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, though, like, are, are, like, actual people vastly different from that? It's, no, but he, he does it in the same way. Right. Where he'll, like, make some judgment about Serena Usually involving, like, her lifestyle. Yeah. And he's like, you're just shallow and this isn't worth it. And she's like, okay. And is very hurt. And then at the end, he comes back and he's like, you are worth it. This is all still shallow. <laughs> right. Over and over and over again. <laughs> That's also, like, every time, like, and then Serena's just, like, <laughs> every, every time Serena is, like, she doesn't think she's being shallow, but then sees Blair doing something that was basically the same thing, and then she's like, oh, no, wait. <laughs> like, hmm, why am I friends with Blair? But she's never, like, I'm bad. I'm, I am shallow. She's just, like, she, she's, like, pitting all the, like, shallow, shitty things she does kind of, like, on, not not pitting, but she, like, you know, like, she sees Blair doing the same things, but she is, like, not self-aware enough to realize she is, like, also Yeah, well, she's, she sees and, it like, as, like, this is Blair's thing. I just do it to, like, yeah. play along with whatever right. she wants to do. But it's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, okay. Which we'll uh, see. They agree to go out on Friday at 8, and Blair also comes out. She tells Dan, Dan that she can agree to his terms so, as, so long as he changes his hair and shirt. It was actually his shoes and hair. Wrong plot synopsis, and uh, that, that's rightfully so. D- D- Dan's hair was bad in this episode, but we'll get more into that later. Uh, she and Serena make up, and Serena admits admits uh, she would have known something was up and apologizes for ever pushing her. Blair thanks her for pushing her since the uh, since the day ended up being important because she learned a lot. <laughs> they agree uh, the day should have been more fun and decide to make it make it so downstairs they steal eleanor's clothes and go out around town wearing them while taking photos of themselves together incredible montage there's a great montage they're just wearing these like fine clothes that just yeah, the same dress make too. them look like 60s housewives and uh they're being very silly they're oh they're being silly they're being nasty <laughs> they're little being girls goofy. yeah they're doing they're being mischievous mischievous uh yeah, they're they're getting Asian tourists to take pictures of them. It's very cool. That's the end of the plot synopsis. Jesus fuck. All right. Thank you for sending through that. I'm sorry. No worries. Maybe I should just start pre-recording these.
Um, I think you should write your own. I feel like you'll you'll hit all the like yeah, important parts and I the parts that you want to touch on too. I just didn't have time, but the the Wikipedia plot synopsis are like are they? way more concise. Good. Um, okay, so at this point of the show, uh, after the plots, after the lowdown, throwdown, um, I like to take this moment just to go over uh, how hot everyone was, who looked uh, bad, who looked had. Who looked great and who looked like an ape? Uh, Is that like a? Do you do that every time? Oh, well, I think like of, that I line. Think, I think of different rhymes. Oh, okay, <laughs> cool. I like it. <laughs> um, so, uh, I, yeah. So, I, I the the most important thing is obviously the outfit Chuck wore to the basketball game. <laughs> Doing here. That's a fit. Oh my god. <laughs> Chuck cannot think he's cool right now. <laughs> it looks like he just paused a Soldier Boy music video and was like, get me that. <laughs> and a good ball player, if I remember right. This guy just looks like he's like the vagabond sportswear. <laughs> it's like the Nike vagabond edition. This is the last weekend for juniors, not senior citizens. Also, the headband with the full bags just pulling under. It looked. He was wearing shorts that went down. Okay, well, A. It was like this matchy yellow and blue, like shiny polyester that like... It was Jersey, right? I think it, but no, it, it, it was like this like slick, shiny polyester material that was like athletic wear. It definitely was trying to, I don't, it wasn't like Louis Vuitton, but it was definitely trying to look like it was like a designer brand shirt right. with that print. Yeah, I guess it was, it was supposed to be like the, uh, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, like the designer athletic wear, as you said, yeah. of like 2007, but it just looked like, um, he was like an extra in a 2007 rap video that you would watch on your like flip phone when someone like texted it to you. Uh, I'd go more in sync, but I, I see. Insane, you... uh, yes, yes. He, 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 it looked like he was, um, <laughs> yeah, it looks like something in uh, sync would wear under their um, actual costumes to like, like if they were like playing the Super Bowl halftime show or something. <laughs> yes, that's bang on. <laughs> he had, he had like this terrible headband and i historically am pro headbands i wear headbands when i work out well the headband my my real issue with the headband was that it wasn't it wasn't functional like (laughs) it was because he had his bangs under the headband with the headband just across his head hair still in his face (laughs) just the hair like the sweat sopping into his bangs they absolutely (laughs) do not try to hide the maybe it was intentional but they're very much aware that it, it looks like it is just a stylistic choice that Chuck is making <laughs> rather than any functional piece of athletic wear. And then also in that scene, um, <laughs> uh, Carter, he's like, they're, they're like, like in, in, in this show, they really use like, like what people are wearing to like 
show their class like, yeah. and their role and like their character like a very on the nose costume design yeah so like <laughs> carter who's supposed to be this like homeless wanderer is wearing like also athletic wear but it's just all brown are you high it looks like matthew mcconaughey between movies Guy's a loser. Look, anyone who trades their trust fund for a fanny pack. The poorest actor the of them all. <laughs> and he's like wearing a leather band on and his it's wrist like, And it's like the first two buttons are unbuttoned <laughs> yeah. and he's wearing that stupid fucking like <laughs> like wooden bead necklace. Was he the, oh no, it was Rufus who was no, wearing Rufus like the leather. No, Rufus wears the cord. <laughs> and he wears, that for, he wears that for a while, I think. Yeah. Um, and then, um, so yeah, Dan... For some reason, Dan's hair was better in the last episode. This episode, it was longer. His widow's peak was like really, uh, really just in your face Prominent. on his head, uh, bad. Um, and and then also like during the uh, when he was at the shoot, he was wearing a very strange porous shirt. Where it oh, was that, like, like waffle print, sort of. It wasn't even waffle. Pr- it was like a. Wa- I guess it was like the holes were in like a waffle design. Yeah. But it was weird because it was like a regular cotton shirt on the back, and then it looked like a basketball jersey on the front. Yeah. Like that type of like porous mesh material. I think that Dan looks so bad in the early seasons because they like really want to give him a very close shave so that he like looks young. Right. But it's so clearly like just him really like tightly shaved like especially with those sideburns that cut off and then he just like has the whitest like not a hair in sight on his chin and it just looks so bizarre and unnatural to me there's this montage of him shaving in the last episode or maybe like two episodes ago oh really yeah he like keeps cutting himself it's like very funny um down on his luck dan um and then Blair, okay, well, uh, like, it's weird. Nate, in these first four episodes, is, like, vacillating between um, having a Bieber cut and having, like, a private school fuckboy hockey dick lettuce flow. And Mm. I'm coming to like the lettuce flow more than the Bieber cut on him. Yeah, absolutely. A bit Ellen, too. Oh, yeah, a bit bit (laughs) Ellen, uh, he he has her striking blue eyes as well. Yeah. You know, my grandmother looked me dead in the eye the other day and said, I don't like Ellen DeGeneres. I don't really like Ellen DeGeneres <laughs> either. Why? She seems nice. That's, that's it. You don't like, she doesn't make you happy. I just don't like her whole, like, how she, now, like, before she just seemed like a really nice, like, really kind first of all i don't think she's funny right like because she's a comedian right yeah but technically but i don't really find her very funny i think i think of her more as like a very nice talk show host right do you know what i mean with a sense of humor for sure but yeah not like directly funny in any way i i think i think i've like seen some of her actual stand-up stand-up and i i have found it funny but i (laughs) i like ellen as a person but I really, really don't like her show because Maybe, I, yeah. I, I like really hate how she's like bringing all these like kids who become YouTube famous onto yeah. her show and giving them like way more attention than they need. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And like then she I don't know. I think she just 
was kind of doing that really nice talk show host sweet thing for a long time and it was working and then she kind of like decided to start capitalizing on it and then she came out with that netflix the new netflix right stand up where it's called like i don't know it's called like i'm nice or some sh- like shit like that like, <laughs> and i'm just like now i'm just over it she right. just you know be mean i want bad ellen i just like i want to see her make a racy joke <laughs> yeah she's she's very much like a, a I don't know. I like I like all the other ones. Yeah. Just more than her. And yeah. I don't find her interviews are ever like interesting. None of these talk show hosts' interviews are interesting. They all interview the worst people. Well, okay, Oprah used to be interesting when she did have a show. You know what I mean? Like right. you have Jimmy Fallon who like is just fun to watch and he's just like is horrible at his job, really. <laughs> and then I think Jimmy Kimmel's funny. Yeah. You don't think he's funny? I don't like any of the talk show hosts. I like don't the the only um, I like um. Yeah, like I I don't know. I never I never really liked any of the like I, I used to watch of the, them. of the like late night like yeah it's like, celebrity yeah it's like uh, do I need to see Jimmy Fallon play like an apple juice drinking oh, game James Corden with. I don't isn't he's like the same as Fallon where they're both like they both insert themselves too much in what they're doing to the point where it's like but it's like they don't like Jimmy like his like all the games Jimmy Fallon plays it's like I need to watch like Emma Stone hit a pinata for five minutes and then cut to commercial like yeah so and then (laughs) Blair uh yeah, Serena just is, I think, consistently the best-looking person still, and no one has seemed to top her. Um, and then Blair... Um, Blair... I don't know. I just, Blair just looks like a doll. Yeah. You know? She just doesn't look like a real person with emotions. She the look- headbands don't do her any favors in that regard either. Yeah. It doesn't look like she closes her eyes ever. It looks like she puts the sleeping mask on and her eyes are just open. <laughs> and she sleeps with her eyes open. It's just, yeah, no, I, I totally get what you're, we were saying about, like, how they literally dress the characters, like, to be a direct and very obvious reflection yeah. of, who like, what their role is. Because the headbands are, like, a big thing oh, in yeah. the show. Yeah. But, like, Serena is, like, in the final montage, it's, like, a scarf, and she's just kind of thrown it on, you know what I mean? Like, around her head, and it's just, like, boho, and, like... But, like, Blair's are, like, these, like, really structured, placed headbands, you know? And it's, like, Serena's just the carefree, like, beach yeah. bum, like, whatever, I'm hot and I don't give a fuck, and Blair's, like, the very calculated, intentional. Though she knew how to model perfectly for some reason. Oh, yeah. Um, she was just being her silly, flirty self. Yeah. And another, but another great outfit, though, um, was Chuck when he goes to check if his things were missing, and he's wearing, like, the sequin green, he- uh, like, fedora <laughs> from the night before, from the uh, St. Patrick's Day bar. <laughs> I wish he wore that all the time. Yeah, and then you his, go, don't his, take it off in the second. <laughs> you jinxed it. His, his, <laughs> you, you, his head, like, from his nose up, kind of looks like a fedora. 
Well, he he also is (laughs) always, like, full chin, like, almost touching his, like, sternum. (laughs) Like, that's his, like, thing. That's Mm -hmm. how he talks to people. And then he, like, snarls (laughs) out whatever his line is. (laughs) Yeah, like, and he's like very like his s's, yeah. you know. It's just when there is like a profile shot of him coming and opening the drawer, and he was wearing the fedora, and it just looked like two fedoras on top of each other. Like his hair kind of ha- his head kind of has that like that like it just it looks like a fedora. <laughs> Fair enough. Um. So, any anybody who what did you what do you think about uh Rufus? What do you think about Rufus? Is he Oh, hot? I love Rufus. Okay. I think Rufus is the hottest guy on the show. Really? Oh yeah, in the early okay. in the early seasons yeah. for sure. Yeah. He seems like uh, your type kind of. Yeah, it's like that's <laughs> just kills me. Like they want him to be like the cool boho and like don't even get what, me what started does boho on the mean? It's like bohemian. Oh, okay. But it's like it was very much like in the early 2000s like a right. style like if you were boho and you boho had like chic. your Yeah. Um, and like their apartment too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just everything about it is just <laughs> supposed to scream like I'm cool and I'm hip and I'm non-materialist. And so they put that fucking cord around his neck. It's so funny. No, I think I think Rufus is a hottie. All right. Mo- move, moving moving on from that segment. I, sh- I should have like a closing theme song for that segment. Maybe I'll make yeah. one. Um. Yeah, I mean. I find it interesting still um, just how much, like, fashion and this show have to do with each other. Yeah. Just the whole rich person fashion universe seems kind of strange to me. Yeah. It's real stuff, too. Like, I remember reading, like, when the show was still on that, like, Serena's first day of school outfit, like, was... um, like in real life, it was like twenty five thousand dollars yeah. worth of different like designer pieces. Like they don't just like make these blazers and stuff that like look kind of like she she or whatever. Like they actually went out and bought like things that were in stores in designer stores right. at the time and dressed all the characters in them. Yeah, they're. I remember like their costume budget was like supposed like yeah. fucked compared to like the average show costume budget. Yeah. More than Game of Thrones? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Something also I, like, uh, noticed a lot. Like, it's just very apparent in this episode. I, I mean, they're, they're just, like, really, like, building these characters up. And, like, it's just crazy how easily Nate is, like, swayed by other people. Like, he has, he truly doesn't have, has no original thoughts. He's just, like, he's, like, wants to get out of this poker game. And the guy's, like... No, stay. And, and he's Nate's like, just okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> you you said words to me, so I'll do them. Thank you. I find it very like impressive how they brought Carter in as like this cool like backpacking like for the people kind of guy, and somehow that connects in any way to like a poker. <laughs> like a poker game he's like no chuck i don't want to get drunk with you at the irish pub i want to go to the like elite underground a, yeah. poker game it's I'm like that's cool still not guy. like that's still not like cool or like uh, you know that's not becoming of your uh of your uh non-materialistic uh lifestyle yeah, you're preaching of exactly like, he's money like, no, i don't want to do this this is, this is your scene 
Chuck. <laughs> and I'm like, what's your scene, Nate? Like, the getting fucked over in the, like, poker game with, like, the three other rich dudes? Like, <laughs> like it, it's also funny that in that poker game, it was, like, Carter and Nate, these two, like, 16-year-olds, and then all, like, <laughs> just, like, just table full of, like, wealthy New York men who are probably, like, rich business people, and none of them are, like... I don't know if we should be playing with these children. <laughs> like, who let these kids in our game? Like, why are they doing that? Yeah. They also just pur- purposely casted, like, that one guy just because he had, like, a scary face, right, too. Right, right. They're like, these guys mean fucking business. Who Who is the actor that plays Carter? Uh what was I in that guy's tweet? Oh no no, that's a different. I it's a character that comes in later. Uh, I I was mistaken because the guy that plays Carter looks very familiar. I feel like I've seen him somewhere else. I'm not sure. It's also funny because he like is the, you know he went off and fucked off and did his like save the world thing, but he didn't get rid of the haircut that yeah. all of the other kids have. <laughs> but but was that like was did he actually do that? Like was the point of the poker game to be like? Oh, he like isn't the person Nate thought he was. He actually is just like fucking people over. I don't. He's like a con man. I don't remember, but I think that it go. I think that it continues to go into it. Oh, okay. Like this isn't the last of Carter at all. Like he's in it for like a qu- qu- quite a significant amount of time. I think now. This isn't the last of Carter. No, by no means. Cool name. Are there any? Are there any? Have you ever met someone named Carter? Yeah, my cousin had a boyfriend named Carter. He's a nice guy. Was he? Yeah, he was. He lived in Scarborough. All right. <laughs> I guess he's fine then. Yeah, so I just really wish Nate had some more agency, had some more free will. Uh, and yeah. Spoiler alert, he never does. <laughs> he literally never does. And then but then there was also that like um yeah, like we were kind of bringing it up. There at the end when like Chuck bails him out. It was kind of a good guy, the first tinge of good guy Chuck, uh, when he's like, no, you don't need to, like, pay me back. Like, I guess Chuck doesn't really have much to lose, as he is rich. Yeah. But, uh... It also killed me how um, Nate's like, I'm gonna pay you back. And I'm like, no, you're fucking not. Like, your your dad's gonna pay yeah. him back. You know what I mean? Like, you're not, like, this noble guy because... <laughs> oh, good thing I had $200,000 in my uh Yeah, he's like, fund. no, no, I want to. And I'm like... Yeah, I, like I'd want to too if it wasn't my fucking money. <laughs> but I did think that that was a good thing for Chuck to do, or a nice thing for Chuck to do. And I don't really think that like the writers or whatever were really stressing that part. Right? Do you know what I mean? Like it was kind of just tossed in there. Like it wasn't really focused on like Chuck is like a really nice guy. Yeah. Like I don't think that was supposed to be the point of the scene, really. But he just always is kind of like. Nate's just an idiot and Chuck <laughs> sees that Nate's an idiot and he tries to guide him and when Nate doesn't do it he just always comes and bails him out anyways and doesn't ever really ask for anything in return it's like he's I don't know he's much more endearing to me than Nate ever becomes but I also think like um <laughs> like the writers are like like I I don't think um Chuck wanting to bail out Nate like maybe it wasn't like supposed to be like so intentionally the writers being like Chuck's a good guy, but I do think they are like trying to like start building because like in the first episode he like 
has these like two sexual assaults yeah and then it's just forgotten immediately afterwards and the writers like are trying to like write him in as being a good guy now because they realized he like had some like sex appeal with young women even though i like don't get it at all yeah that's fucked i heard that i heard i I don't i think i heard that he wasn't supposed to be in like as much of a dominant character as he was but people really liked him from the first episode or something yeah but he's just the worst that he ever is in the first episode so i'm (laughs) was very confused by that but i do know what you mean that they try to like very casually like chip away at like the first couple of episodes to try because if you just like if you don't ever have a shot of liking him like what's the point yeah you know so you're definitely right and then um yeah and then i i think like i mean (sighs) blair's mother is just crazy like i can't like that was one of the worst decisions someone's made so far is like her like like it just she's like intentionally screwing over her own daughter and just like calling her like just like basically saying to her face that she's just like not good enough to be the model of my like fashion line yeah like like, you stupid idiot the manipulation tactics in that like uh exchange toward the end sort of were like uh, that's pretty fucked. That was definitely laying some groundwork for Blair's character growth. I feel like. I, like I think this like if the writers would have actually like ran more with um throughout the series with like how fucked up everyone's parents are and how much they like are all just so like psychologically abusive to their kids. Yeah. It, it it could have been like a genuinely very interesting show if they if that was more of like the center, you know? I yeah, mean they no, were obviously sure. weren't gonna do that because it's like fifteen year old girls watching this show. But like Yeah, I, they ha they half asked them a lot. Like especially Dan's mom. Does she come in the show? Yeah, she okay. does. But it's I don't know. You'll make your own judgments of how yeah. they how they do it. Alright. Um, but like that's just leaving and literally just not coming back and just being like I don't know when I'm coming back (laughs) I don't like it just she's in Hudson yeah the the mystical Hudson I don't know that could have definitely been explored more and it would would have been interesting but you're right they definitely don't they I don't know I also think that that like comment about Blair's weight or the yogurt or whatever was kind (laughs) of like just thrown in there as like a precursor to just Blair like right. always never feeling good enough. But I'm like, that's a whole other like fucked up sort of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? That they never really like get into. But you like, like as a, I mean, I don't know, maybe like, I, I, I don't know if like the intended audience for this show picks up on this shit, but as like us being like adults watching this show, like, we we can so clearly draw these lines of like, oh, like Blair is so maniacal and uh, so manipulating of other people because her mom fucking like makes her so insecure about everything and her mom's fucking maniacal. Yeah, and, and uh, she definitely has control it, issues. Yeah, um, it's like it would be. If if this were like not a t- tween drama and they explored that more, it would actually be an interesting show. Yeah, it would be because I like that type of shit. Yeah, like, it's nice seeing like Nate 
and Chuck all like just like so clearly seeing all their daddy issues yeah. and like see and and then that affecting like their own uh actions it's very like Chuck Chuck's, yeah, yeah Chuck's especially like I, I said in the in the like uh last episode that I just edited like <laughs> um somebody was like Chuck's dad is supposed to be like is kind of like Donald Trump yeah. And I was like, no, like Chuck is Donald Trump and Chuck's dad is like Donald Trump senior because right. like Ch- Chuck is the one who's like fucking sexually assaulting women. And yeah. Like, like he's trying and he's getting, fucking like, up doing and he's like, he's like, like, oh, like, I'm Chuck Bass. Like I get what I want thing. And it, but it's like, it's cause his dad is fucking like psychologically abusing his ass. Yeah. I almost find that they're a bit lazy with Chuck's dad. Like they make him like unbelievably just cold yeah like to the point where i'm like i don't know i i I have trouble believing that anyone could like just hear some of the things that he says to chuck and not like be like (laughs) ah and catch themselves you know what i mean like he's just like ruthless it it seems like like i'm like when i hear bart talk i'm like to, to chuck i'm like Man, it seems like you really don't like Chuck. Like, why did you have a kid? Like, what drove you to have a child? Yeah. Didn't seem like you wanted one. <laughs> Badly, I, I think they get into that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think that they do. Hmm. Chuck is a bastard child. They get into that. Bastard of the North. He's Jon Snow. Um, all right. Do you have any other thoughts before we wrap? Um... There was a great, I, I should have mentioned this in your costume, or your, like, how what they looked like, yeah. what they, something about an ape or whatever, but <laughs> uh, when Serena sees Dan, she's wearing, like, this t-shirt with, like, a cropped vest, like, layered on top, oh, right. like a denim <laughs> yeah, cropped yeah. vest, and then when... Dan goes to meet her on a date. He's wearing like a slightly cropped, open, like yeah. vest layered over his t shirt. And I was like, this is just some incredible, the best, incredible uh, filmmaking. Like, I, I've seen Dan throw on the vest before and just be like, oh my God, why? But it's funny because Serena's vest, it's like a cropped vest. Like, what even is that at that point? It's just like something to cover your shoulders. No, it's completely not functional. <laughs> like it's it's it was just a look. Yeah. It was absolutely. I just need to layer my shoulders and back only. <laughs> Layering is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> Layering was very cool. Yeah, it was clear like then it was like layers and accessories. Like everyone has these like bedazzled like slap bracelets and shit yeah a lot of cuffs yeah a lot of bangles but then then again but again dan i liked dan's outfit at the photo shoot his hair was terrible though his hair was so bad in that scene i'm so mad about it yeah i i think that's like further on in the show they actually buzz him and his widow's peak like actually gets like really hot when he has like a buzz cut Uh, well he has a buzz cut now no no he like he has like a buzz cut. Oh yeah. Right now he has like a little thing sitting on his like. At the very no, I know, but it head. like it looks like a buzz cut that you've had for like three weeks. 
Yeah, no, but like when they really buzz them and you can like really see just the whole thing. It's it's luck. It's good though. I, I'm kind of cheesed that we didn't see Jenny in this episode because I oh, yeah, love Jenny talking about there. Jenny. Why? Because she's such a polarizing character. Yes, that's like, the people, sense I'm getting. People hate Jenny. I think that she's probably the most like generally disliked character on the show. I like Jenny a lot. Why? So I would I would be well, you'll see, like, as you go, right. but I think that she just, like, had a really rough go at it. I mean, yeah. And she made some bad calls, but no worse than anyone else's bad calls, you okay. know what I mean? But I, I don't, like, dislike Jenny. I, I like, um, yeah, I, li- I like her little friendship with uh, Serena's brother, Eric. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see her development. Her, her development is fun, and it's also really interesting because, like, it I think it was just like a direct reflection of what was happening in real life. Like, do you know that she was in a band? Like, she still is in a band right. that I used to go see. <laughs> like, I didn't, I had never watched the show, yeah. and it's called The Pretty Reckless. And it was like in my. 10th grade eyes it was like punk like it was like cool like hard yeah. rock like punk shows like eyeshadow black eyeshadow yeah like, like <laughs> huge raccoon eyes yeah. like so she ended up quitting the show to like perform in this band that i went to see like three or four times word it was like before the show ended she left the show um she left well i don't know if you want to put this in but no, okay, no, keep it. Spoiler. No, 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 no. Well, no, she just no, she just like left as like, a primary character right. before the show was completed. Like, yeah, they. Just but like pretty late, pretty late on. Okay. But they do something. Also, you kind of get. I don't know what you've seen so far, but you kind of start to get the like Dan or not Dan, the Rufus Lily. Yeah. yeah you know yeah. how he's talking about how he once was with a girl. Yeah, a yeah. lot like Serena, and then they have that exchange at the gallery. <laughs> Wink with both eyes, yeah. just a blink. D- Dad, you're having a stroke. And then, they, and then they have that like really like kind of sexual like yeah. aggressive interaction at the art gallery, and that's kind of like the beginning of that whole thing. Right. Well, and it's yeah. I mean, it's just it's. I, I've said it before. Like those two i mean all the parents are just really living vicariously through their kids cuz they're just all so sad that they're 40 years old and like need to like find 40 year olds attractive yeah so they liked like making i they like puppeteering their children's sexual lives yeah which is fucked <laughs> the thing about this show i feel like is that all the characters when you get down to it like all the parents all the kids are kind of the same as each other like yeah. all the parents are kind of just the same parent all the kids are kind of like the same, you know, like you think Dan's right. like, but Dan clearly is just as involved with like the materialism and shit of, with, of all the other characters and like the same with Rufus. Right. But they live in dirty Brooklyn. And then they, yeah. They, <laughs> oh, that's another thing. How they like are like, oh, Brooklyn, disgusting, poor. <laughs> and you look at, Dan and Rufus and Jenny's Brooklyn apartment yeah. and you're like this is absolutely a nice fucking apartment in Brooklyn like this is an expensive ass high ceilings piece of yeah I'm like this, let's I cannot pretend that this is like a hole in the wall like shit a hole, <laughs> a hole in the wall, shit hole you know, no but you know what yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. like 
and it has like the garage door or something and you're like ah this place is really a dump like (laughs) oh we can't afford doors in brooklyn like man just get a door for jenny's room yeah it's like so funny it's like there's this in one of the episodes dan like opens the garage door of jenny's room and she's just like there and he like doesn't knock and it's like she could have been doing anything yeah like, knock at least if that, you're opening the garage door that garage door is such a funny touch because yeah. it's so clearly trying to be like <laughs> like yeah this place is really different and really like kind of shitty yeah, and we can't you know, i'm like that garage door i bet would like up the value of that <laughs> fucking property now you know what i mean um all right well i like to end the episode with doing rose and thorns okay i i did i i did rose and thorns and then i also did um predictions one episode but i don't i think i'm gonna scrap predictions because that can get that'll get a little uh, yeah I, i've just seen too much of the show already and then my guest has right. always seen the show so let's just do rose and thorns okay do you want to go first uh yeah sure um my rose my rose um oh my rose was um i guess it's kind of twofold i just i like the uh little moment of humanity between dan and blair at the end when dan kind of like opens himself up to blair and blair like kind of has this realizing realization where it's like oh like no i shouldn't be mad at serena like my mom it actually just sucks then she like goes to apologize to serena and and then all there's kind of i liked the little moment of the blossoming of like the friend group i think we can agree to those terms but you can't wear those shoes. Mm. Or that hair. Thank you. <laughs> okay. See you then. Whoa, whoa, friends. They're all friends. You know, because right now they're, like, not really all friends. Like, Blair, like, fucking, like, doesn't even know who Dan is. But then at, like, the end of the episode, they have this, like, friend moment, which mm-hmm. I, like, kind of liked. I like seeing a lot. Um so it was that um also always honorable mention is if anyone ever physically assaults chuck in any way um did someone who did he have a basketball thrown at him i don't know i don't remember uh, i can't remember that's your thorn or that's your no no rose? that's usually my rose if any <laughs> if any time chuck gets like shoved or punched or like embarrassed uh, that's an honorable mention, but I guess that didn't really happen. Or I guess he lost his uh, prized baseball. Yeah, he so lost that's his good. Babe Ruth. Yeah. Um, my thorn. Um, <laughs> um, hmm. I mean, I really would have liked a sex scene with Rufus and the art, uh, the art seller. There was a lot of good sexual tension there, and she was hot, and he was hot. They should have banged. Like, uh, come on, come to grips with yourself, Rufus. Your wife left She's you. She's not coming back. She's not coming back. This is your time to be in your 40s, banging cool professional 40-year-olds, all right? I, I, I want to see you having as much fun as Blair and Nate are or whatever. So I, I, hope, I, I hope one day I get to see the prelude to some Rufus sex scene with a cool person. To some Rufus prom- oh, yeah, promiscuity? Some Rufus on Rufus action. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, my rose. I really dug just the whole scene where 
Blair and Serena are walking like they're shopping down the street and then just watching Serena's facial expressions throughout the whole show. Right. Like just how she acts with her face and like the lip biting and like the like the side eyeing and like just the constant like tumultuous uh, I don't know. Contortion. Don't know how yeah, just of her face yeah. like is so funny to watch and just like even how her voice changes too and how um Blair like conveniently went into the store said wait out here Serena like has this like big beautiful smile on her face and she started twirling around and then there's Dan and like and then everyone's always running into each other in New York that was a good part my thorn I don't know I don't I don't like Nate <laughs> I, I don't like I don't like Scenes where we're what supposed to like to empathize with right. Nate, you know what I mean? So I I didn't, lo- yeah. I just think that Nate in this entire episode was just pathetic and hard to watch. Yeah, and he's I, just he's just being like uh, told what to so do. He's just so wishy washy and like confused. Which I guess I understand how you would be confused if you were Nate. Yeah, but I still don't understand how he <laughs> made that connection between like doing good for the world and playing in a poker game for $10,000 that aren't yours, you know? Like how he associated those things together. Yeah, just like his poor association and his poor decision-making skills. This is a charity poker game, right? Yeah. Yes. And like if you, I don't know, are you supposed to feel bad for him? Because I don't. I mean, I think you're supposed to, but he's just... A nothing character so you don't yeah i don't like when they like try to bait us into feeling yeah. bad for nate i would say that's my thorn okay all right fair enough that is okay yeah fuck nate i don't like nate either okay and you never will i like dan <laughs> you and, you know, dan, 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 shot dan is far more me. of an interesting character he has way more ups and downs nate's just at a constant state of like not knowing what's going on this is yeah like the, the, my thing with dan i mean it, it, okay this is like um ev- everyone in this show is really kind of like a product of the environment they're in in mm-hmm. a lot of ways and i just can see like dan like it's just like dan is like really judgmental and he's like just as self-involved as everyone else but it's because like but I think he's like he's self-aware enough to know that he's like he has enough sense of self to have like genuine interests in things Mm -hmm. he's he likes writing he's like an author he like is into interesting he doesn't let us forget that he's an author yeah exactly like i I understand that he's like conceited in that regard that he like brings it up whenever he can and like tells people to their face that like i'm cool and you're not uh but it's like he's always doing something cool it's just like if he was it's just like unfortunate that he's in this like in situation but like if he was our friend you know there would be some like friendly ribbing involved in his like douchebaggery yeah. and his pretentiousness you know like like myself like we do to me and like all our friends that like you know i don't know that <laughs> constant air of douchebaggery yeah but then but then like uh, in the last episode like uh my friend david brought up like <laughs> like does dan not know that he can just be friends with 
anyone else at the school. Like, he doesn't need to talk to Chuck. Yeah. So I, I get that point. I mean, whatever. No, Nobody seems to like Dan except me, so... I, I think that I start to like Dan more. The, the thing about these characters is that, like, if you just think about them, like, if you just take a step back and you look at the character and you think about your opinion of them, so often it's like, oh, don't like them, right? right. But then you, like, kind of root for them. Like, I don't like Dan, or I don't think that I do, but I do root for, like, him and Serena throughout yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much the entire series, you know what I mean? Right. So, I don't know. I, I don't hate him. He's definitely more interesting than many of the other characters. Agreed. Mostly Nate. Okay. Well, for sure, Nate. All right. That's the end of the episode. Do you have anything you want to plug? Plug? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> like, you can just plug your Instagram account if you want? No. Nah. No? No. What about- Should I? Like, is that, like, something that you want? Oh, Eva plugged her Instagram account. Oh, did she? Yeah. Okay, it's uh, at HateDat, H-A-T-E-D-A-T. That's a good... It's my total brand at this point. Yeah, no, but it's like a good, like, I can't believe you just got like a six-letter fucking Instagram handle. Yeah, it's That's like, impressive. it's short, it's easy. It's like a, it's been what my Instagram has been since the beginning, too. A lot of pictures of cowboy boots on that Instagram. There's no, I don't, <laughs> I don't even have a pair of fucking cowboy boots. Yes, you do. Oh, no, no you, maybe you don't. Hat. Yes, hat. Okay. All right. Do you want to plug where you work? Where can people write to you? <laughs> people, uh, um, you don't need you to can write you don't to, to the, uh, no, no, you can write to the um, Montreal English Elementary School District Board. Okay. With my name. With, with any complaints. Yes. <laughs> with anything you don't like about me, you just let them know. And it'll trickle its way down, I'm sure. All right. Uh, it's going to trickle down and it's going to, and we'll wiggle around next week for another episode of Gossip Boy. Woo! Woo! Yes. All right. Bye. Yo!
Take it to buy your way, but you're gone! 